0: Hi, and welcome to episode 22 of DRS Top Picks. I'm Scott Vassilotti.
1: I am festive Ryan Keite. I'm Drew Martin, and we are joined here today with our special guest.
2: I'm Kate Martin, here for round two of uh, DRS Top Picks, Yuletide Boogaloo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome, Kate. We're happy to have you on again. Um, This episode, we are doing our top Three favorite Christmas movies. We are currently recording this on December second, so we're right in—you know—right at the start of the Christmas season here. And we wanted to do a Christmas episode, and we tossed a couple ideas around about what topic we could do that was Christmas-related, and we settled on Christmas movies because we think everyone likes Christmas movies. So we thought something that was ever something that everyone could relate to. So before we get into our picks, I just wanted to kind of say, uh, just toss it around the the the. The group here it's christmas 2020 is a terrible year for multiple reasons what is it about christmas that you like or the movies or the season just in general with that you know makes us want to do this topic and talk about the holiday
1: yeah i think we have a perfect guest for today because kate is like a christmas aficionado mm. she's like a a a a Christmas scholar, if you will.
0: Well,
2: you know what they say, the the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear, except on this podcast because of copyright infringement. <laughs> so um, instead, we'll just be, be talking about said songs and said movies.
3: References to.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, guys, full disclosure, put this on the podcast. I did think of that ahead of time and was ra- waiting to slide that slide that joke into this podcast.
3: Uh, Hey, you're full of crap. You do that all year long (laughs) (laughs) and we love you for it.
2: (laughs) My wit.
1: I like like Christmas uh, season just for the traditions, you know, like I know that this is a very non-traditional year, but I look forward to putting the tree up and, you know, getting lights everywhere. And I have a really hard time getting super into the Christmas spirit. Which is hard because Kate loves Christmas so strong, so strong, and I'm trying, guys. I am trying. I'm like pulling that Christmas cheer, like trying so hard. Like, man, just watching movies, trying to get excited for the season because I'm like, it's this or <laughs> existential despair. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I definitely think this year it it's going to be a lot harder for people and i'm sure a lot of people can relate because those traditions are being interrupted and because you know it's it's not what we normally have but you know it's it's holding on to that nostalgia and finding ways to see your loved ones and continuing the celebrations albeit in a different way like for example you know i love seeing christmas lights so on our evening walk i dragged drew through every coldest sack <laughs> to look at Christmas lights, um, and so it's just it's it is it's those traditions and that nostalgia. And this year, we're just gonna have to get real inventive with it.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely. For me, it's uh, it's all about having my holiday blinders on. Not a fan of Thanksgiving. I uh, understand, like Thanksgiving is uh, great for eating and uh, get-togethers and all that stuff, but as soon as Christmas is kind of poking its head around the corner, I just run right by Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I can't give it a second mind or something like that. (laughs) It's the lights, it's the cookies, it's the, like you guys saying the traditions and all that stuff. And it's just, I think like, as far as holidays come and as they go, uh, it's a complete package. It just has everything, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, that's a, beat the horse too much but like it has some of the things but i'm just like this is just a watered down celebration of what's coming around december so let's just get moving on to the real thing you know <laughs> it
2: prefaces it's a good preface <laughs>
0: yeah exactly a prelude to the real awesome <laughs> yeah uh, for me it is it, what we touched on it's a lot of the traditions i do love christmas lights i love christmas trees we have we uh we have we got our third tree today in our small living room but we got three trees up um, I just I just love decorating and, and seeing all the lights and stuff. And we, we, a couple times in the, um, throughout the season, we'll go for a drive and just kind of look at the lights and stuff like that. I'm not a huge fan of putting lights up outside. Um, I don't do it every single year, but, uh, this year we did. Um, but it just make it just makes me happy looking at like all Christmas movies. I will be talking about those in a second, and I'll kind of go on that again. Like I like watching the movies. The only thing I really don't care about when it comes to Christmas is is the music. Um, I don't <laughs> care for Christmas music all that much. Uh, as we were decorating <laughs> over the over the weekend, like putting up our tree, we had like this Christmas playlist on, like one of the Spotify ones, and and I just keep my argument against Christmas music is it's just like five songs sung by different artists and it's just like that's just what it is and then whenever someone tries to make a new one which i give them credit for like the artistic effort it's just awful this is a fair point this is a fair point outside
3: of kate you're biting your tongue i'm biting my tongue the season starts when mariah carey
0: comes on (laughs) the first time of the year and it's just yeah, that song—it's like I said—it's not something I'm going to listen to. If I had to, tread lightly, my friend. Tread lightly. If I, had to, <laughs> if I had to pick Christmas music that I like, I do go with the more traditional, your silent night mm. type, type of stuff. I can I can listen to that a little bit, but uh, and I try—I really do try, especially in 2020 with everything being terrible. Um, I try to put on some of those playlists, and I'm like, I just I just can't do it. And then I go back to.
2: You really want to rock your world, Scott. Try some Mannheim Steamroller, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, it's, you feel like it's... you're
0: on
3: another planet listening to it. <laughs> the... oh, even uh, my cats come up here to say, Scott, you're ridiculous.
0: Yeah, all this. right. Well, fair enough. Well, let's jump into the movies. Let's, let's go ahead. We talked about, we let's, let's talk about our favorite Christmas movies here. Wonderful. Okay, well,
1: I think what's interesting is that movies are, such a part of my life in general but uh, particularly the holidays like I always want to watch the right movie at the right time of year so obviously it being like December 2nd now like things are starting to get more Christmassy by the day and I usually save my my big picks for closer to the actual Christmas day like I feel like it's not really Christmas Eve until you watch Gremlins and that's my number three pick. I mean, it's a quirky, bizarre movie. Like it takes everything joyful and wholesome about Christmas and just turns it on its head, and like injects it with like crazy humor and ultra violence. Like it's, it's. Uh, Joe Dante became my personal hero making that movie. Like, I I wanted to be. Zach Galligan and I wanted Phoebe Cates to be my girlfriend and I wanted Gizmo to be my pet. Like did that's. You,
2: did you want the Gremlins too? Because it's a full package, yeah,
1: oh, package yeah. deal. Package <laughs> deal. <laughs> listeners can't see it, but I've got my ugly Christmas uh, cardigan.
2: It's an. It is a cardigan.
1: Yeah, it's a cardigan. It's a button-down cardigan, and it's it features Gremlins hanging from Christmas lights. Uh, a one of a opposite. kind,
3: as in the only one of its kind. <laughs> that's it. Must be. It's,
1: it's a <laughs> true original. But it's such a fun movie and it kind of introduces this idea that, you know, Christmas isn't always the most fun for everyone. Like everyone knows that Phoebe Kate scene in the movie where she's talking about, you know, her dad in the chimney and all that sad stuff. And Zach it 's <laughs> like, whoa, I stepped in it. I just assumed everyone liked Christmas. Like, you know, Christmas yeah. can bum you out too. And, you know, I think it's uh, kind of a sad sack holiday in a lot of ways and that movie is just like, taking the piss out of it. It's awesome. (laughs) Drew, do you think
3: like part of the movie's like message was uh, just how uh, some things can kind of get away from you around that holiday time? Like are they, the the gremlins kind of are the things that undo their holiday process, you know?
1: I'm glad you said something because I feel like Christmas movies are nothing without a moral. And it feels like the moral of gremlins is like, don't be greedy, right? Like, you know, don't be a commercialist, you know, whatever and then also like i guess americans aren't ready for real responsibility like that's the lesson be careful which shop you go into <laughs> the, the shopkeeper takes his mogwai back and he's like you two, you just don't get it like nah man <laughs> not you so uh yeah uh with that uh number three going around the horn
2: uh you know i'm gonna you know, Drew and I do live together, and so when he suggested Gremlins one year as a Christmas movie, and I'd never seen it before, um, that was like a real slap in the face, and very contrary to my third pick, which is Elf. Um, I mean, nothing but great things to say about Elf, and I'm pretty sure anybody could put it on some of their top holiday movies, but you know, it's just I think what Elf did is it, it kind of took the the tedium of Christmas movies and just infused it with some Jon Favreau directing Will Ferrell joy and I mean infinitely quotable everybody knows it Buddy the elf what's your favorite color <laughs> like everybody knows it and it's just it just has that 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 joy in it that comes from like Christmas when you're a kid and it, yeah. obviously, it's because Will Ferrell's playing like a cadult through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's. I think it's. I honestly think Elf is one of those timeless Christmas movies, and it's just so much fun. I quote it all through the year, all through.
0: Yeah, uh, um, it, it is. It is a fantastic movie. I like. I like how you said he's like a cadult. Um, and Will Ferrell did. He was excellent in that movie. It really amazing. was like his like signature piece, you could say. Um. And also, like the other acting as well. Zoe Deschanel was fantastic. Um, what J- James khan played the dad. Oh, god, uh, he was
2: like the worst! Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, terrible,
0: t- t- terrible, but you know, really Great. good acting. And uh, Santa Claus was um, the-, the-, the guy from up, the old guy from up, whose name I'm um, my mind. Oh, is- really?
2: I didn't even know that, yeah.
0: Um, Mary Tyler Moore, or not Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah, the Mary Tyler Moore show. He was. I for now, my my mind's going blank. In no no worries. But he hey, was, listen, he was, that was, was a
2: fact I didn't know.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, he was really good. And then is it Bob Newhart who plays like his dad? So yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think
0: so. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, the cast is just really good in the in like the hey buddy, hope you find your dad. Just you know, super quotable. Just <laughs> so, so quotable and so funny. So excellent
3: pick. I feel like you could say like Kate going on with yours like there. I feel like you could bust out one of those quotes, you know, in just random conversation and someone's just gonna look at you and be like, Oh yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: it's just one questions. of those like shared silent looks where you're yeah. like, I got you. I got, yeah. got you, got you. So, the the way he screams
1: when they talk about Santa and he's just screaming, I know him. Like, yeah. Or when he
2: gets in when he gets in real close and he's just like you smell like beef
1: and cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I do
2: that stuff to my students all the time. Like, yeah. I just like lean in real close. You know, it's it's just such a, it's effervescent. That I movie. don't
3: know anyone else that could pull it off because that was just unbridled joy. You, you know, imagine, like,
2: like Tom Cruise as elf?
0: Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> would be where he is the size of an beautiful. actual elf. Full sprint down down New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Every movie by contract has to have. Someone be trying to blow up
3: North Pole, and it'd be up to Tom Cruise if i had
0: to figure it out. I guess. With a Tom double Cruise cross. he wouldn't have even
2: had to fight with the South Pole Elf. There would yeah. have been no contest, you know.
0: Well, Tom Cruise has like a lot of extra thetons, so he would be, <laughs> he would be able to you know survive a lot you know with his high. Uh, uh, Beaten Scientology levels. So. Do
1: Scientologists do Christmas? Do oh, they have do like? They believe? I yeah. think they celebrate like Zeebleblorp or something like that. But yeah, like, I think
3: it's Zeebleblorp. Yeah, Zeebleblorp. they definitely have to do something in space. What's you your know, guys' sure.
1: favorite Zeebleblorp movie? I'm sure. I'm sure
0: there's <laughs> <something> <laughs> our, one, our one Scientology listener just shut off the podcast. <laughs> Click. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll sing the song to keep them here. <laughs> I would
3: love for Scientologists to remake the Christmas classics, the holiday cl- uh, classics. So it's Scientology compatible <laughs> oh, God. oh man uh, Ryan, what about you what's your third pick uh Love Actually uh Love Actually for me is a story that is part of a grander design and I love it it's pure chaos which I feel like embodies what the holidays are especially around this time of year It's a lot of different uh, plot points all going on. So for those that aren't familiar, it's about eight different stories all happening around the holidays. You have uh, stories all focused around love, but the different aspects of it. Uh, There's stories of newfound love, stories of infidelity, of chasing a best friend's girl. Uh, It's all there. Uh, Found love, love found in through friendship, love, love love if i can't say it anymore but what uh really brings me in though is this is one actually that uh, jesse got me into um usually around uh uh this time of year uh jesse asked me which holiday movie i want to watch and the first thing that comes out of my mouth is die hard and jesse said hey numbskull let's try something with a little more feel in it and i'm like <laughs> okay so we put on love actually for the first time a couple of years ago and uh it was engrossing. Like, it's just, there's so much going on and you're just like, this is, I don't know how to describe it. Like, Christmas movies try to be unrealistic to some level. I feel like there's a certain kind of disbelief. I mean, we're literally talking about Will Ferrell coming down from the North Pole to go find his dad in New York City. I mean, come Mm -hmm. on. But in Love Actually, there's all these very human relationships and the flaws are laid bare around the holidays. And, you know, some of the, stories have happy endings and some of the stories, not quite as happy, you know, but there's some resolution that goes all around. And I think that's, you know, what draws me in is just that there's so much going on. So for someone with ADHD, like myself, <laughs> there's like just so much at once. I'm like never getting bored. We're just like kind of hopping around everything, you know? And if you love gossip, you love this movie. How about you guys?
1: No, I think that's a great choice, Ryan. I love actually is like a warm blanket of the movie like you put it on and you just even though they're it's, Oof,
2: except for that alan rickman and Emma oh Thompson. yeah oh that was yeah. a dude that'll
1: rough you up yeah that the infidelity and and that's that's the other pieces that it it has such a phenomenal cast it feels like all your friends are there to celebrate the holidays with you like everyone is in that movie mm-hmm. and you're just like oh yeah. great like <laughs> yeah. It's like one got in and then they brought everybody else with them, you know, let like working <laughs> something awesome. No, that's like a, a
3: modern day Adam Sandler film, you know, like I'll bring the crew. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Katie? Uh, have any thoughts on it?
2: I mean, I honestly, I've not watched love actually too much. Um, oh, okay. It, maybe that makes me a bad chick flick watcher. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> uh, but I think the one time I have watched it was actually with Jess and it was super duper enjoyable and um, you know, I just—I honestly don't have too much to say about it. And it's not because I didn't enjoy it. It's just not something.
3: There's so many movies. I hey. Well, I there's so it.
2: many movies, and you, you know, you guys know me, I like to be pretty dumbly entertained when I watch my films, and it doesn't matter if
3: We it's... need to sprinkle some more Tom Cruise
1: in this movie. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Tom <laughs> Cruise is gonna cut it. I
2: need like extra Will Ferrell with a side of Adam Sandler with a
1: side <laughs> right. throw Chris Pine in there just um, to like so yourself deal. But
2: you know, I will say, it's one of Keira Knightley's first movies, and I do mm. love a good Keira, Knight- Keira Knightley. Keira
3: sh-
1: Knightley! Thank you. She's
3: striking, man. Like, even, like back then, especially, like she just jumped off the film you're like there's something special going on there
0: yeah
1: yeah that's 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 a that's a low-key
0: classic yeah um, for the holidays what do you think love actually is not one of my favorite movies it's Mm. katie definitely likes it so i've seen it plenty of times i will say what is cool about that movie is it has a pretty solid soundtrack and the use of music and some of those scenes is really really good especially at the end with the beach boys god only knows
1: mm-hmm. um, just
0: how it was used one that's a fantastic song mm-hmm. and just how they used it in that movie was you know it, it it just shows what music can do for a scene in a film it really it really can all right so i'll jump over to uh to my third pick here and i'm gonna go with and it was tough because i like christmas movies um i watch them all the time or you know, in, during the season we try to watch them a good bit. And some of them are very, very similar, and, and which we, you know. Um, but I'm going with The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Um, very fun movie. It's very quotable. I thought t- Tim Allen, who's in like a million Christmas movie, it feels like it's just a really, really, really good Santa Claus. And it brings back a lot of nostalgia for me because watching it as a kid, um, I remember going to see this movie in the theaters with my, with my family um and i just i just love i love the the first one the the two sequels were we're not going to discuss here but uh but the original santa claus has a lot of humor um it's got like i said the the characters are fantastic um and i just i i really enjoyed it and um so i I went with the santa claus for for number three guys
2: can you can you keep a christmas secret
0: (laughs) What's that?
2: I definitely had the biggest crush on Bernard the Elf in that movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you too? (laughs) In case you're wondering who Bernard is, he's the one with dreadlocks. (laughs) Didn't he also have like an ear piercing in that movie? Kate, was that what you're going
3: for? A bad boy? A bad elf?
2: (laughs) I had the biggest crush on Bernard (laughs) the Elf. And I remember seeing him in like White Castle years later. And I was like, I don't know what. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> but uh, maybe it was the elf getup. I don't
0: know. Uh,
2: but Scott, I have, I'm have i so glad you added that to your top list because that was a struggle for me. I wanted to add it, and unfortunately, it's going to be an honorable mention on my end. But um, so many great mo- memories with that movie. I always say Tim Allen looks like my dad like every time I watch it. <laughs> um, and I also have great memories, Scott, of seeing those terrible um, sequels in the theaters with you and Jess, so it's the whole
0: trilogy. I'm pretty it? sure I saw with you in the theater. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but the first one, that scene at Denny's, like when he burns his hand on a chicken or the turkey, is just just so great. It makes so relatable. <laughs> Man, I
1: uh, I always get really mad at Tim Allen in that movie. I'm like, pull it together, guy. Drew can't like,
2: <laughs> Drew can't stand it. I'm always like, you want to watch the Santa Claus? And he's like, hard pass. <laughs>
1: But look, there are some there are some holiday movies that I just can't get down
0: with.
1: Because I, I do yeah. I'm a loving husband, and I'm a good Christian man. Like, I will tolerate <laughs> Tim Allen as long as I have to. But if it is 91 minutes, <laughs> I am out. <laughs> like,
2: He's just jealous of my crush on Bernard the Elf.
1: I'm <laughs> telling you. That movie, though, like, Tim
3: was, at times, even as Santa Claus... I'm going to go ahead and say something here. But he was kind of a jerk in that movie sometimes. Like, just short and snipping at people and all that stuff. I'm like, hey, man, like, you got, like, a – mantle you're kind of well, this, supporting now you got I chill the
2: like, subplot was that his ex-wife was gonna take his kid away so i don't think that means he's a holly jolly okay
1: are we gonna talk about the santa claus or what okay this guy needs to fix his attitude the entire movie because the second judge reinhold shows up he's like who's this who's this jerk who's this bub?" like talking to judge reinhold like he's someone and it's like bro like back but, down but, like move on you know judge
2: reinhold chewed a lot of scenery but nothing chewed more scenery than Judge Reinhold's
1: sweaters. That's true.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, the sweaters. I will say, though, that uh, the one thing about uh, Tim Allen, you know, guys walking around the shin-up high for uh, having committed murder in the very beginning parts of the film and everything, you know. He's got a dead Santa in his front yard and everything, you know.
2: I mean, to be fair, his body magically evaporated into...
3: Oh, yeah, right. That's the story he gave to the uh, what, the North Pole PD?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the was don't
3: know what happened.
0: Yeah, who you who greased up that
3: uh, ladder over there? Whoops. <laughs> the dreadlock
1: elf did not buy that story.
3: And going. Yeah, like, but oh, Nar was in on the cut the entire
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a power play. <laughs> okay, so with that being said, I'm going to jump to my number two. Uh, that is a movie called Tokyo Godfathers. Leave it to Drew to find the nerdiest Christmas movie there ever was, but this is a Japanese anime from a guy named Satoshi Kohn. Uh He only made four movies in his career and each one of them is a spectacular gem that I like hold close to my heart. Like Satoshi Kone is an amazing person. And this movie is basically him just telling a wonky little Christmas story. It's like full of magical realism and uh, like whimsicality. And at the same time, this like deadly damn seriousness. Uh, so the story is about Uh, three homeless people finding a baby in a trash can and basically they're like the surrogate godfathers to this baby and they're trying to reunite the baby with its parents wherever they may be. It's so sweet. (laughs) And the cast is phenomenal. It's this older man um, who's kind of on the run from his family. It's a young girl who's run away from her family and a trans woman and you see them Like it's days in the life of homeless people and it's like really well observed. Like it's not fantastic all the time in the way anime is. It's like a good introductory movie. Um, but they just basically go across the city, uh, trying to reunite this baby with them. And it's just so wild and adventurous and it's, it's dark in places. Like it's really sad in places, but it's also got the uplifting ending and, um, I don't know. It's, it's uh, interesting. It feels really ahead of its time. Like it was wanting to talk about, you know, some serious societal issues in that movie and heavy stuff that you don't bring up around Christmas. Uh, But you know, his, his, his movies were like really influential in a lot of ways. You wouldn't have like half the stuff Christopher Nolan is doing without this dude. And he does some of that crazy technique in the movie. It's dope. You should watch it. Tokyo Godfathers.
2: That that movie, you know, I I had never seen it before Drew and I were together, and it does a really good job of balancing exaggeration with whimsy with like deadly damn serious. Uh, you know, you have these these issues that are ahead of its time. Like it's discussing trans issues, it's discussing homelessness and poverty, um, it's discussing suicide. There's a lot of issues that this movie brings up in a pretty accessible way so yeah i would definitely recommend tokyo godfathers to anyone who maybe wants to dip their big toe or their little pinky toe into the anime pool and um give it a give it a watch
1: i mean the action in it alone is ridiculous like the chase scenes and stuff it's ball i mean
3: there's a Kid in a trash can and three homeless people like take advantage or take uh, uh, ownership of the child and the burden around the holidays. I mean, this is such a unique storyline. I'm in. Like, this is just you haven't heard this plot before. You know? Yeah. Give it wholly unique status there. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> the 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 big joke of the movie is that they're all like you know hard people who don't really they act like they don't know how to love and each one of them bonds to this baby so hard. And, like, the baby just becomes their entire world. And it just, like, it, it shakes me. It's it's so good.
0: <laughs> well, so. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, Kate, well, go ahead and hit us up with your number two.
2: All right, so uh, my number two is Muppet Christmas Carol. Woo! um, Which I'm sure Drew is also going to talk about later on, so I won't go too much into it. But Muppet Christmas Carol, um, you know, 1992 Muppet film, the first one where... Brian Henson took the reins after uh, Jim Henson passed away. And honestly, I feel it's one of the best retellings of A Christmas Carol. Um, there is. Like, there's so much dry wit and humor, even in this tumultuous storyline. Michael Caine just eats up this role. <laughs> like, can we give that man an Oscar Scrooge. for Scrooge is in Scrooge. this role? Um, Gonzo, just born
3: to be Scrooge.
2: He was oh my gosh Gonzo and Rizzo as the as the narrators as Charles Dickens like it's just hilarious uh um God, I could I could go on and on and on and I could sing you every song, but because of copyright infringement, I will not. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a delight. Bonus
3: tracks after the uh, podcast episode.
2: <laughs> I know bonus track, bonus tracks of me warbling. <laughs> Here comes Mr. Humble. <laughs> Day. Uh, but you know, and Muppet Christmas Carol has a lot of nostalgia for me and my family because it's something that when I was a kid, we would watch on Christmas Eve. And as an adult, we still watch it with my mom and brother on on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Now we tend to to make a little bit of fun of it just to see my mom get riled up, but <laughs> yes. but you know it it has that nostalgia and you know what's more Christmas me than a Christmas Carol? Um, so yeah, that is that's my uh, number two there. Ryan, what what do you got?
3: Home Alone, two.
2: Whoa! Oh. wait, is that? Yeah,
3: when you lost in New York? I did the build and everything. Dude, lost in New York. Lost, lost in New York, in New and town. I'll tell you why. Home Alone, I'm going to go back to assuming someone hasn't heard of Home Alone, and we forgive you. It's okay. Probably uh, our
0: one Scientology listener.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're still here. Great to Good, meet you, Tom. It is Tom Cruise. Tom <laughs> Cruise this is our one someone. listener. Ah! The idea that's the
3: move. Home Alone is a story of a kid, Kevin McAllister, who lives, I believe, in uh, Chicago, and yeah. his family is planning a trip, a large family is planning a trip, and shenanigans happen, they end up going to Paris, and he ends up staying around the house, only to encounter uh, two burglars who uh, try to, uh, well, they're robbing the neighborhood, but they decide to rob the wrong home, and Kevin takes it upon himself to defend his uh, domicile, Uh, with all kinds of crazy and zany traps, which really border on the line of sadistic. (laughs) The reason I went to number two, the sequel was because somehow this crazy plot was made even crazier when he went to New York City. <laughs> I repeat, the one thing that should never have happened in this series, the most unplausible thing is that child services have not taken this kid away <laughs> from his do-nothing parents who just go on vacations and leave him home. It's like, no, second strike, you're out. We're, We're taking He shouldn't even have a second chance, man. Where He's is a he? Chance. <laughs> the funniest – one of the funniest things about the, uh, the, the running joke in the Home Alone movies, though, is whenever the uh, family does make it out to their destination, it's raining cats and dogs. Yes. Happened the first one, happens again the second one. And Kevin's got, uh, this time in New York City, he's got his dad's wallet. So, of course, you know, he checks into the Rockefeller you know, and stays there in a suite using a uh, dead
1: house at the Rockefeller. Right, right, right. Using we, Drew... let, me,
3: let me commit forgery here. <laughs> like, is... All right. So here we go. Forgery, uh, stolen identity. What else has Kevin put on his rap sheet? Uh, let's see. Breaking and entering a B&E. Remember, he threw a brick through the uh, toy store window in order to engage with the burglars when he saw him again. Look, he Lendez, broke into though. his uncle's house destroyed everything while his uncle's hard-earned money you know went to renovating the dang place i mean he's a t- he's a menace <laughs> <laughs> he is a menace kevin McAllister is not the hero of these films no, like, he is a disaster <laughs> you know maybe it's a uh, buzz maybe his brother buzz is actually like the chill dude or something like that i don't know the re- Bring it around though the reason why i love this movie though it's a combination of the story and just how it's like there's just this warm feeling you know when the parents rush home to finally find their kid again uh the music is always fantastic Uh, tim curry i think steals the show in the second movie him as the uh floor manager at the uh hotel and everything just amazing yeah you know so it does a lot for me. I watch it every year. Watched it like a week ago, I guess, and absolutely loved. What about you guys? Any thoughts?
2: Ryan, I have to go watch Home Alone two now because I forgot Tim Curry was in that. Yeah. Isn't that he? That
3: yeah, cares? he's um, he's the bellhop. Okay, he's, no, he's not the bellhop. That's uh, Rob Schneider. You're right.
1: Schneider yeah,
3: Tim Curry is the. Uh, he's the one that investigates, and then uh, <laughs> later on, when uh, the McAllisters actually do show up to New York City to find their son, and they're chasing after him, to go to the Rockefeller. Uh, uh, his mom is scolding the three of the, uh, like the bellhop, the floor manager, Tim Curry and all that. they're like, you're letting a kid check into a hotel with a stolen credit card by themselves. Like she is us asking those questions and you know, they're all just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, this <laughs> sounds terrible. We're bad employees. Like, you know, it's, it's just great. Uh, it's a silly movie. I love it.
0: See, I have, uh, to kind of go go with that, my number two pick is Home Alone as well. Oh. So, um, I love Home Alone. Um, I've watched it repeatedly as a child to the point where I, I, like, a little story here. When I was five, I broke my leg. I broke my femur bone. So I was in a body cast for three months. So I couldn't move. So um, my aunt would watch me she came down like a whole your whole family when you're five years old and you're in a body cast the whole family comes to see you and when my aunt was you know hanging out with me all i wanted to do was watch home alone on repeat and she to this day hates that movie and i watched home alone over the over the weekend and i took a picture of like the opening credits and, and like sent it to her and i was like hey i'm just about to start this if you want to come down and watch it she lives three hours away and She was like, "Oh yeah, I'll be there for the ten thousandth time watching it. You know, Mm -hmm. just making out of a joke." But anyway, the movie is, you know, filled with nostalgia and like the the how he what he does to Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, what what you know, uh, um, Kevin McAllister does to them, Macaulay Culkin. There, I mean, they he kills them ten times over. Like that, like he should be in prison uh, for agreed that he does. It's unbelievable. And also, like, as I'm watching the movie over the weekend, I I kept saying, you know, and I say it every year when I watch it, that is just a horrible family. Like, Uncle Frank is, like, the worst person in the world and how he talks to Macaulay Culkin, Kevin McAllister, and Macaulay Culkin's parents just let the uncle call him, like, a little jerk and insult him left and right. I'm like, it's like do you want to stick up for your kid and then you leave them home alone not once but twice just terrible parents terrible parents what a really good movie and
3: you remember that uh uncle frank is the one
0: that's called out
3: for never paying for the vacations yeah wouldn't want to run your vacation you cheapskate <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Also, can we discuss what kevin mcallister's dad does for a living because that is a bougie large house he's yeah. taking like what Eight, nine, a million people to Paris. And then in the second one, his card doesn't even get declined when he goes and, and signs into the Rockefeller.
1: Amex, baby, they'll let you spend into oblivion. <laughs> All right, look, Home Alone, I can imagine as an aunt or a parent or an uncle or any close relative and watching a, a seven-year-old watch that movie for about the hundredth time and being like, this might be the one where I snap."
0: by the way by the way we watched home alone one and two over the weekend it's it's literally the same movie yeah yeah yeah. literally it's it's a formula it's a formula it's the same formula there's a big scary neighbor in the first movie when there's a crazy old or there's a crazy scary lady in the second movie who comes to like save the day it's literally the same movie
3: it's i have a question who who is the expert they brought in to design the traps to inflict harm on other people but make it look like a chi- a, a child thought of it you know like that's just <laughs> demented on some level we
0: can't even get behind right now oh so, real quick before we get to our number 1 picks with home alone and then I, we we talked a lot about home alone on this podcast um john candy has a cameo in the first one and it is all improv he improvs yeah. the whole thing is improv and it is fantastic and i know john candy is, is 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 a legend and everyone loves john candy but just watching it is is a joy to watch it
2: i have a question which home alone because i'm not in fact a home alone aficionado which is the one with like the crazy person with pigeons
3: the Two. second one, second one. Two.
2: okay apparently i know Wayne. well no i don't know enough about home alone hey we're gonna watch home alone this weekend uh... <laughs>
1: okay so uh I'll hit you with my number one <laughs> um <laughs> oh boy I get to do the whole lot movies again um now my number one is Muppet Christmas Carol um it's a it's a joy of a movie right like you get you get all of your favorite Muppets and they're all wearing the most adorable little tiny scarves I mean like I want to watch that movie just to look at the teeny tiny costumes they put on the puppets. It's hysterical. Uh, The songs are great. Like everything about it is just so like fun and bouncy and corny. And even when it gets really serious, they tell you like, Oh, you're going to be fine on the other end of this. Like, When death showed up in Muppet Christmas Carol, I lost it.
2: I'm sorry. It was the ghost of Christmas Christmas, yet to to come. come. Not death. He just looks like a Grim Reaper.
1: (laughs) Well, when you're shrouded in a cloak and you've got a scythe, I'm just going to make some assumptions (laughs) about who you are. (laughs) Does he
2: have a scythe? I don't think he has a scythe.
1: He just
2: points (laughs) silently.
1: Is that, no, I'm sure he has at least like a staff, right? I thought sure. I saw something like that. Yeah. Someone Google this. I'll I just go back and watch the, the film. You
2: know what? It's a challenge for the listeners. Go, you go and Google, does the ghost of Christmas yet to come wield a weapon or does he merely point? you tell us in the comments
1: one way or the other the guy points towards a gaping hole of like (laughs) swirling smoke and tells me to go through it nah dude not on yours and then you get uh statler and waldorf showing up and they're all covered in chains and like running around and that scared me senseless i have vivid memories of being a child and being terrified i
2: used to hide behind the couch during that scene
1: marley marley
2: yeah, they're
1: so spooky. Oh, yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to go back to like a very specific Christmas memory that always makes me smile. It's when uh, Ryan, our aunts and uncles would rent out like a rec center, and they would just let us cousins run crazy, like unchecked, for like three hours just drinking as much coca-cola as we wanted to eating all the candy all the cookies locking random cousins
3: into rooms that we didn't know if we could <laughs> unlock again
1: afterwards. I mean, sorry it, max it, john <laughs> turned into royal rumble yeah. like royal <laughs> yeah. rumble but they put that movie on i just sat there and watched it got scared of broad daylight like it's uh my other favorite christmas uh tradition is going to, uh, the AFI has a really beautiful theater in Silver Spring, they call it the AFI Silver, and uh, it's one of my favorite places to watch a movie, if not my favorite place to watch a movie. So every year they would show them up at Christmas Carol in their main uh, theater, uh, which is just huge and beautiful and old, and you can smell the history and the buttered popcorn, and it's awesome. And that's where my family and I each Christmas would like cozy up in the seats, and you know mom would laugh and joke and like you know go out to the lobby and get herself a beer and you know we just sit and goof like watch this movie and laugh and you know that that was just such a cool thing for me and my family to experience year after year after year and of course I'm sad that we can't do it this year and you know, I mean, maybe you could, you could rent out a theater for like a hundred bucks. Uh, so
2: <laughs> Or, or I will just do a dramatic reenactment of mm. all the characters. The, ge- the goose! <laughs>
1: the Christmas goose! That is Tiny
0: Tim at the dinner table. <laughs>
3: Heat wave!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm happy you guys brought that up because I had a Christmas carol on my list as well. Like when I was, you know, brainstorming. I love A Christmas Carol, all versions of it. I really am a sucker for that for that story, um, and it it just has a good message. Um, I love, like I said, I love every version of the movie and the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, it's great. I love the Marley and Marley scene with Statler and Waldorf because I love. We all love the Muppets, and uh, those are two of my favorite Muppets. And just has Marley, Marley. It is terrifying, but fantastic. And the song is really good as well. So, uh, Kate, what's your uh, number one pick?
2: So my number one is going to continue with the Muppet theme. And I don't know if it's technically a movie. It is 47 minutes and 15 seconds long. You can find it on YouTube. But I decided I'd ask for forgiveness instead of permission on this one. And that is Muppet Family Christmas. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen that. It's kind of a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, 1987. Uh Christmas special on ABC. And my mom watched it. I was, I was just a wee little babe at the time and it has carried through our family Christmases until now. We still watch it with my mom on Christmas Eve, along with Muppet Christmas Carol. And I honestly watched it before this podcast so that I could have a lot to say about it and really delve deep into those 47 minutes of Muppet, uh, um, awesomeness, but it is, if you like Sesame Street, if you like the Muppets and if you like Fraggle Rock, guess what? They're all in it. It is 47 minutes of non-stop Muppet puppet mayhem. And it's just, you can imagine there's literally like 10 or more puppets on the screen at any given time. And you can just imagine the the stage below the stage with all the puppeteers just like a tangled knotted mess and i imagine they had tons of fun jim henson shows up at the end and he's like someone's got to clean up after these muppets quick quick and he goes and cleans up all the dishes and you know there's christmas carols in it there's that dry um, humor that the muppets are are known for like there's a there's a storm coming and the newscaster's like Oh, and there's barometers falling sharply. And then (laughs) barometers literally just start falling in the screen. And it's just, it's a romp. And if you haven't seen Muppet Family Christmas and you're a Muppet fan, listeners out there, I highly recommend, like I said, you can look it up on YouTube. It's totally free. I don't recommend trying to buy it because it's like a bajillion million dollars apparently. Um, But it's just it's, I love it and it just carries that tradition and that nostalgia year after year so there's there's it's some like, more shout out for that Muppet love there
0: I, I like that one too and it has a great running gag of the the when they walk in and they slip and uh, on the door the icy and, patch yeah the icy patch and that Seymour Rolf, who's one of my favorite Muppets when he slips and whoa <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I love that scene where the dog and Rolf are together. And he's like, oh yeah, bow wow, woof woof. And he's like, don't, the only actor, like real live person is like, don't you hate it when you don't know their language? It's just a delight. So uh, Ryan, do we want to go into your top pick?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, what I love coming from your uh, pod, though, is I've got two recommendations of films I've never seen that uh, I'm definitely going to have to put on the list. So I appreciate you uh, spreading that holiday cheer. Oh, yeah. um, so for me, uh, this one is a tradition, kind of like what you was talking about earlier. Uh, this is one my family and I have watched every year, Christmas Eve, and uh, it stands out in my mind, I think, for one reason and one reason only. I think this guy's just trying to have uh, the perfect Christmas, and it keeps blowing up in his face. Uh, the movie is A Christmas Vacation with the Griswolds. So the reason why I love this film is uh, Chevy Chase is uh, portrayed as a failing man that is trying to have the uh, perfect vacation with his in-laws, uh, with his unbeknownst to him, his brother uh, dropping in, and the hol- this perfect holiday he had all set in his mind with you know the perfect tree, the, uh, all the lights and everything. It just gets pulled away from him really quick. And then we delve slower and slower and slower into madness. <laughs> this movie's more of a, I think like, I don't think it's like a flawless film. It's definitely more of a nostalgic kind of film for me than anything else. We just watched it again the other night. And uh, I go back to, uh, you know, like, I think we were talking about Community when Chevy Chase was on that show. Mm -hmm. And he was not an easy person to work with is what you hear. And then you go back and you watch Christmas Vacation and the scenes where he's like upset and portrayed. And you're like, he does that really well. I think he was actually really (laughs) the guy that in in there and stuff, you know, so, but I mean, it just growing up, uh, our family was known as the Griswolds and everything, you know, and, uh, having those kinds of, uh, ridiculous moments, I guess, just kind of fell in with it. Uh, I just, the, the movie's just like the elf. It's so quotable. You know, like uh, everybody knows when you say shitters fool, like everybody (laughs) knows the exact scene when it's coming up, everything and a little bit of trivia. I didn't know this, but actually uh, John Hughes actually wrote the film Mm -hmm. Uh, that I was like researching that today when I was just like bringing up stuff and I was like, oh, of course, that's why I like it. So well written, so well done. And then I went down the uh, rabbit hole and found out there's actually a sequel to the film starring just randy quaid oh no just no, brother yeah. <laughs> and i uh, am bring it up on wikipedia now christmas vacation Two. you guys have got to look up this cover
1: oh no it looks
3: like they're on a desert island and it's just randy quaid in his underpants just like <laughs> leaning into the shot of the cover and you're
1: like oh no Randy oh no! No. <laughs> Randy, no! How desperate are you for holiday entertainment? The equal to
3: this just looks like recycled garbage at best, you know. But yeah, va- Christmas vacation. Uh, uh, it's a lot of it's nostalgia. A lot of it's just you know the tradition of watching with my family the night before uh, Christmas and uh, all the laughs that kind of go into. You know, it's one of those films that you can recite every line. Uh, I love
1: it. You guys have any thoughts? Any impressions? I didn't really grow up with Christmas Vacation. I kind of came to it later. Um, It's like, obviously, a who's who of actors at that time, like comedians at that time. And people respect the shit out of everyone who acted in that movie. And like, there's undeniable, like... I don't know like Ryan what you were saying about Chevy Chase's performance that like god damn it does anyone have any aspirin moment where he like yeah. completely melts down at the end of the movie I'm like yeah that's just Chevy Chase that's like,
3: just Chevy Chase
1: I don't think John John used Hughes- no acting there he's just that guy, <laughs> he's just that guy. <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies that it's like it's a genre of movie I guess where it's like what else could go wrong like everything it's like meet the fuckers and meet the parents and all that stuff it's just like you understand
3: where those kinds of ideas came from right this is the the movie that kind of started or is one of those like you know and i wonder what happens next like kind of thing you know Like, like
1: it everything goes cosmically wrong yeah and then like they pull it out at the end and there are so many christmas movies like about just that like everything blowing up and falling apart like if you think about it that's kind of the common thread through a lot of these movies is that it's like there's a big christmas conflict and we have to get through it like we just watched the garfield christmas special and the christmas conflict was that grandma missed grandpa and it tore us apart like we were all <laughs> tears watching Full it yeah. i
2: i did Luciteer. tear.
1: Kate, Kate shed a tear for Grandpa Arp Arbuckle. Kate, <laughs> hey, you better rehydrate. We all know how much you hate water. Because <laughs> Garfield crawls in her lap and it like melts the audience's heart. Uh, yeah, that's a nice remedy to like. It, there, there's stuff on all sides. All right, can
2: you guys keep another Christmas secret? Mm-hmm. I have never seen a Christmas vacation. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. I. I sadly can't contribute aside from the fact that i'm sure chevy chase was a delight
0: <laughs> I, think it, I think i've only seen it once it's it's like i didn't grow my cousins i got a couple cousins who love that movie i didn't grow up with it though so yeah i've seen it once or twice maybe but i'll tell you what it, it has a following like no other mm-hmm. like that like that That fan base is is strong. Rabid. (laughs) I know
1: a guy who wore a hockey jersey from that movie. Like, that's how into it he was.
3: Yeah, it's the uh, – what was it? Uh, Scott, what is the Chicago team? Uh, Oh, God. Just when I need a sports question, is it the – I don't know. Is it like the Blackhawks or
1: something like that? It's like a Native American theme.
3: Yeah, yeah. Some Native American. It's
1: like something that the Redskins would have worn in the
3: Blackhawks. Black there you go. I got. It. Thank you, Scott. And he has like Griswold on the back of it. I was like, yeah. that's pretty cool. Like, you know, like. Eh.
2: It definitely does have a following. Like, I know what the name Griswold is from, even though I've never seen. Like, so it's definitely you know sunk itself into pop culture for
1: sure.
3: Yeah. But if there's any lesson to pull from this, though, is that uh, his family, it's a little bit on them, his uh, son and daughter and his wife and his extended family, to pull him back out of the hole of madness that he's falling himself into. Like, they just let him go. And... Stuff is just for a laugh and everything else, but he goes to some dangerous places and stuff. I'm pretty sure there. No, there was a kidnapping in that film, you know. Yeah. So for those. Clark Griswold bottoms out in that movie. That's, he that's, bottoms out. He falls down. Man. You thought it was going to happen on on the way to the venture
1: park in the in the original. <laughs> I think
3: somebody movie. be like, Dad maybe don't do that everybody just looks at him and sees those psychotic chevy chase eyes and they're like you know what i want to keep acting
1: in this industry you do you man i'm gonna go over here you mentioned him in in uh in community and all i could think was like pierce hawthorne was a terrible monster like, terrible monster terrible. Terrible. He was a horrible, <laughs> some of the worst things ever
2: <laughs> we can't even quote him because no. oh, everything <laughs> is nope. so-
1: i'm not
0: getting canceled People. no thank you <laughs> All right, so Scott, why don't you hit us with your number one? All right, I'm going very old school. 1946. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, so going very old school, and it is just a movie that I grew up with because it is my mom's favorite movie of all time. So I had seen it as a child, like probably year round. Um, but just Jimmy Stewart, you know, he's a terrific actor. Um, Donna Reed, I believe, played his wife, who was also fantastic. Um. It, it's just a really good story about a guy who, you know, small town Bedford Falls, and he's touched so many people's lives. And then he realized how things would be so different if he wasn't there. And and it's, you, you know, you kind of don't realize how like one person can really impact somebody's life in, in so many ways, you know, you don't, you, it, it's like, what the movie showed was you don't have to be the president to make a positive impact in like somebody's life and he made everybody's life better from just being a good person who took care of his friends family and uh and so it has a really good message and you know in Clarence the angel who kind of shows him what life would be like without him um was really funny great great humor in the movie um and it's a tearjerker. I mean, I've seen it a hundred times and I, I tear up watching it all the time. And the Weinberg Center in Frederick, um, I think it was last year, the year before my family, we all went to go see it at the Weinberg. Um, and it was just a fun family thing to do. And uh, so it has a lot of meaning to me and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going with It's a Wonderful Life.
1: That's a great pick. And, and you know, it is a very, very touching movie. Um, I think most people... If, if I had to say, like, what, what, the, what, what everyone's favorite universal uh, holiday movie is, I think that one would take it. Because it's, like, the best, one of the best made Christmas movies, right? Like, there aren't a lot of Christmas movies that are both good and, like, <laughs> I don't know, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, Christmas movies suck. And that one is, like, a classic film.
2: Well, it definitely takes that morality bit that you were talking about earlier yeah. where Christmas always, Christmas movies always seem to have some moral. Yep. And that, that movie is it. Yep. Like, it's it.
1: The other thing I was thinking is that, like, I love the message of that movie. Like, people are just kind of coming around to this idea that, like, I am enough, right? Like, this idea that, like, you are good enough. Just you. And that movie early on... That was the moral of it like you are good enough and i think that's a message more people need to hear especially during the holidays because it can be challenging right
0: yeah yeah i agree that's I, a great message i do like what you said though it, it's a movie that is actually like a good christmas movie yeah. you know like like i love home alone but it's not necessarily like it's not winning an oscar <laughs> you know? like, yeah, like, Daniel
1: Stern was robbed. <laughs> I won't sleep until Daniel Stern gets an Oscar.
3: No, dude, it was all about the scary guy with the shovel and everything. He was getting out Oscar. next-door
1: neighbor was – oh, my God. It was Daniel Day-Lewis the whole time playing the neighbor. Give him an and He Oscar. still
3: is to this day method acting.
1: <laughs> I never broke character. I never I broke character this, once. I've been the creepy neighbor from Home Alone for <laughs> 23 years. <laughs> Oh. Can I tell you guys the funniest thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life? The funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life is a video of my friend, our friend Jeremy and his brothers all reenacting Home Alone on their <laughs> like, digital home video camera, and they edited it together, and it is the funniest ass thing I've i might
3: seen. need to see a copy of this this
1: sounds awesome it's very hard to find there's only one source and it's jerry's oh. mom and she's got it on dvd and you can watch it she's <laughs> It to DVD. Mrs.
3: King, we <laughs> will be coming for you with a request.
1: <laughs> right. So you know, you know, be kind. Rewind where they like sweeted movies. And, like, yeah it was yeah. that, but with like Jeremy and his brothers, and it is adorable, it is stinking adorable. <laughs> they reenact all of like the attempted at manslaughter, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin scenes. The attempted. At <laughs> they like do it like corny ways with like, you can tell someone's like holding like the prop and throwing it at them. Like so funny. Um. So yeah, that's my, that's my story about my favorite, my favorite Christmas movie is <laughs> a home by Jeremy and his brothers.
3: <laughs> so that was the one that was an honorable mention.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess speaking of honorable mentions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hit us guys. What, what did, was there anyone who just barely? I,
3: well, I'm going to give you one. That's a little bit of a flip. I have one that not, with a 10 foot pole would ever make to my honorable mentions or my top three. And that's a, a Christmas story. I can't No, I can't. It, I'll, and I'll tell you the exact reason why uh, growing up uh, our grandma, our gr- mutual grandma's house uh, around the uh, holidays. She, I think at the time only had like a few channels on her television. It was like TBS. Like she had basic cable and they decided this particular year to marathon a Christmas vacation and it was on all day, all evening and all night. And it was bitter cold outside. So we were stuck just watching it. It was great the first time, but then I saw it like two, three, four more times. And I was like,
1: yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's been a tradition for a long time that I don't quite understand. Like a Christmas story started off as being like, kind of obscure 80s movie. Yeah. Like that feels older than it is. It feels like something that was made in like the late 60s or something.
3: But it was like 83, as I was just reading.
1: Yeah. And it it feels much older. And like it's so steeped in nostalgia. And it's a very it's it's a funny movie. It's a very funny movie. And it felt like an in-joke for a lot of people and then it got blown up and they played it literally 24 hours a day. They
3: almost forced it to become
1: like an in-joke
3: or like a holiday movie and the reason he just feels forced and to me i'm just like nah man i ain't playing with that card
1: <laughs> i mean it's it, it's it's one of those ones that you can't get away from like like yeah. it or lump it a
3: <laughs> little, little bit of trivia though from what i'm seeing on imdb uh the main character uh robert who is played by robert billingsley mm-hmm. he's actually in elf He's the yeah. uh, head elf yeah. in the uh, workshop. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was just like looking through. those. Those like, what bright is that, like, baby
2: blues, days? hard to miss.
3: That you're right. Like very perfect for the uh, the, the season. Like just almost some would say uh, Game of Thrones kind of ice blues and everything you know. Is there something there? Maybe a conspiracy?
1: Oh, man. I'm sure he's a he's a White Walker.
3: He's got to be a White Walker. Absolutely confirmed. If, if,
1: if he were, if he put his tongue on that pole, it wouldn't have frozen because he no, was already dead.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: frozen tongue don't stick to a pole i you just got
3: a triple double dog dare him. that's all
1: <laughs> all right so you see that movie's funny like the bumpus <laughs> dogs next door because we're, we're making white walker back. references that's why i'm excited in, we had a spice it leg up. lamp. That, that that's funny i don't care who's our leg lamp is in defense funny in
2: of ryan it is f- i've only seen it once and i haven't even seen it all the way through a christmas story and it is a delight but i feel like it's like any song or movie or jingle that you hear ad nauseum yeah. forever. You're like, I hate this.
3: <laughs> I will say this. And thank you, Kate. I appreciate that. I'm with you. Uh, the one joke that gets me every time I, I've seen it. Fragile. Oh, must be Italian. Like, <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. I give it to
1: him. I guess one other thing that I wanted to mention is... Uh, not something that would have made the list or anything like that, but one of my other favorite pieces of Christmas media is uh, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas from the show Community. I think it's mm. like the season three Is
2: that the Christmas stop episode? motion one?
1: Yep. Uh, it's really, really, really cool. Uh, I love stop motion stories and seeing it done on Community with those characters and like the story is meta on like three levels, which is it's Abed. Dan Harmon, but it's it's yeah. fun.
0: It's cool. I'll go with one of my honorable mentions real quick. Um, almost made the list. Arthur Christmas, the animated movie with James uh, uh, is it James McAvoy um, he, the, uh, is in it. It's, it's a very different take on Santa Claus, and it's mm. a really good animated movie. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. And so Arthur Christmas came out maybe 10 years ago or so. Um, big fan of it.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that, and um, I haven't seen it, but I heard good things about it. There was another animated movie that I was trying to get Drew to watch the other day called Klaus, and- Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So I don't know if anybody out there has has watched it, seen it, can recommend it, but it looked really good. The animation looked good.
3: Yeah, does the Polar Bear Express, the Polar Express, does that count as a Christmas movie?
2: Yeah. I would say, so. Scott, is that Scott's hard pass? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That <laughs> doesn't want the fuller Express
3: oh, I've never seen it I have no, no interest by
1: Scott's face.
0: I have no interest it <laughs> it <counts. Tom> Hanks. <laughs> yeah. like, right you man. put a bar of soap in your mouth right now in <laughs> that movie in my opinion sucks so bad <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like the Tom Hanks one? That's the Tom yeah. Hanks one, right? Robert Zemeckis and Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's
2: just based on how frequently it's shown in schools before winter break, I would call it a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. So the wait, animation we- in that movie is weird.
2: Yeah, it's it was when they were doing that weird like animation over live. Simulate. I don't even know it is weird Uh, like Tom Hanks please don't eat my dreams I don't
1: yeah it's like rotoscoped and weird no one wanted it like it was that uncanny valley shit where you're like ah, this all looks so threatening and angry yeah (laughs) I will say uh, one of my actual
3: honorable mentions was Nightmare Before Christmas Mm -hmm. and I think it just kind of further throws the point of yeah Halloween's awesome but let's just get to Christmas you know kind of thing so can't agree with that enough
2: We were, Drew and I were debating just the other day. Would you say it's a Halloween movie, a Christmas movie, or both? Can you watch it for both?
3: Hallamissmus.
2: Hallamissmus. Got it.
3: Hallamissmus. That'll uh, take
2: the place of Thanksgiving.
3: It's the bridge. And you know what? Thanksgiving, it was one of the trees that was there, but he did not
1: go in there. Yeah, right. You hate Thanksgiving. I didn't know
0: (laughs) that turkey's cooked. It's gone. Get out.
2: Scott, were you saying it's, it's it's a twofer? Too yeah,
0: bad. I think you can watch it at Halloween or Christmas. I think it's safe to watch it either one.
2: Yeah, I I definitely sing to Drew all the time. What's this? What's this? There's colors everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. It's I think yeah.
3: Let's oh, the music's right fantastic.
2: Oh, so good. You want me to you want me to fully reenact that one. <laughs> I can do that too. Stay tuned everyone. <laughs> I love the Santa Claus. But you know after watching Garfield's Christmas special <laughs> that like just the opening animation of John Arbuckle's lit up house it says Noel on the roof I was like ooh oh, it hits you right in the, the christmas
3: tingles yep like,
2: I was like ooh I feel it and you know so I think that's my that's my runner up is Garfield Garfield's Christmas special who knew
0: yeah Um, Thank you all for listening to our uh, top three favorite uh, Christmas movies real quick. um, When we did our top three villains last episode, we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, Professor Umbridge was mentioned. I believe one of my choices was Umbridge and my friend Kimmy wanted me to, uh, she got mad at me that I did not give her a shout out for mentioning Umbridge and, you know, giving me that, uh, she was, she kind of helped me give me that idea when I was brainstorming. So She let me know that I should have, you know, gave her credit for that pick. So there you go, Kimmy. Um, And thank you to everyone who was listening. And um, I'm Scott Vassalotti. I'm Ryan Kite. I'm Drew Martin.
2: I'm Kate Martin.
0: All right. We'll see you next time. Silver
2: bells.
0: Silver
3: bells. Silver bells. I just Googled famous Thanksgiving movies.
1: Nothing came up. There's nothing. (laughs) You take Can your bullshit holiday. That,
2: just nothing oh, came. Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. What could you consider a Thanksgiving movie then? Well, there's a movie called uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I need to watch that. The killer turkey. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, the killer turkey. Yeah. Now, I will say I'll give Thanksgiving one one nod. One nod. They keep it on a Thursday.
1: Okay. A so Floating you holiday a long weekend.
3: That's really cool, and I think more holidays should do that. I think Christmas, I think Thanksgiving, and even Halloween should kind of incorporate that for the kids. I yeah. like the
2: consistency.
3: I like the consistency, you're yeah. right.
1: I like it too. But I mean, you know, everything else about it can – Halloween should always be on a Saturday. I mean, I don't understand why we're still, like, not doing that, but anyway. But it
2: always has to be October, it has to be October 31st forever and ever.
1: I'd,
0: I'd, 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 I'd give that up. I would, I would too I would, we, would too Would we screw up the calendar If we just made the last Saturday in October the 31st Even if it wasn't Like we did Oh you mean
1: like that? just jump ahead Like <laughs> <laughs> Some birthdays 60? just fall through the cracks
3: <laughs>
1: I was born on the 30th Shut up It's, it's Halloween <laughs> 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 so uh, I would do that. Like if if they had a separate daylight savings just to accommodate yeah. for <laughs> Halloween being the thirty first, I'd
3: take it. When the retail industry fully owns our calendars with the holidays to maximize
1: the money they get. From- <laughs> 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 oh, I can't. I can't go. That's the middle of shop That's the <laughs> middle <laughs> of <shop-mas>.
3: It's <laughs> an entire month.
0: Wow. Are, is that a new sweater? I, uh, Katie got it last year. So um, I wore it last year, the day before Christmas break. And I had to go to the grocery store, you know, right after work. So I go to the grocery store and the cashier is like, I love that sweater. Let me call my manager real quick and look at this. So the manager comes up and the manager is like, I love that. Can I take a picture of you in that sweater? <laughs> I was like, sure. So, (laughs) should have been like that'll be 50 bucks.
1: Yeah.